Are you hungry? Good thing, because it's time for your weekly slice of Tres Leches, served as a podcast, your new favorite auditory treat where the zest of Latino culture meets the effervescence of queer narratives with your hosts, Johnny, Ian, and Juan. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, darlings. This is another episode of Tres Leches. <laughs> I, know what. I, love, I love that you said darling. I used to work with Darius Anthony Harper, who's one of the most talented people I've ever known. <laughs> and sorry, and Darius does this thing where they go, darling, may darling. I help you, darling? <laughs> darling. I just think it's the, the word most enchanting way to say it's that. So it's so delicious. Is that there's just so many darling. ways you can you can give it Mariah Carey, you could darling. You could, you know, mm-hmm. dar, darling, darling. You could do Darling. Ad-fab. Darling, darling, darling. Darling, yeah. darling. 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 <laughs> yes, no, and just, you could see oh, the wine. Speaking and of which, I saw Saltburn last night. <gasps> you, Ian, you love Rosamund Pike, don't you? I adore her. Oh my God, you are going to be so fucking obsessed with her in this movie. She Is he going to so eat good? Good. You both are going to love. It's just a delicious delicious yeah. treat like that's and that i say it like that like delicious treat because that is what it is like it is just yeah. mm, i had such a good time um but today this week for tres leches we are diving into the deep end of your oh. spilled milk mm, it's delicious yes. it's, thick, it's creamy yeah and we're I'm gonna so excited. You know, let me take a Go through your your prompts, your messages, what you wanted to share, and what you wanted to talk about as we get on another uh, train for solicited opinions. Oh, <laughs> truly. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, who wants to start off? We've got some hot topics here. Well, um, <laughs> Juan, it's yours, but it's you said it earlier. We should just it starts with a J. We should we should start with that one right out the gate. Oh yes. Um, at Jordanks, sh- Jordanks hoop. I love trying to say people's handles. <laughs> at Jordank shoop. I think, that's going to be the closest I way. I think it's Jordan, Jordan C shoop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Woo. Okay. I actually I was primed for this because I saw a video of like Ellen and um. Oh God, what's her hus- what's her oh. her husband her wife's name? Portia. 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 And they were doing like an answering questions, and they had a moment of like reading the names wrong. And so I'm just like, wait, it's kind of like you have to look. Oh, you have where to, does it stop? And start? Yeah, you have to go wider. You have to go out first. Okay, and he says, jock straps. Just the topic. Ha ha. Just in general, how do you feel about jock straps, gentlemen? Mm. I really like them. I like their, I like, and if they're, if they're on like a good, if they're on like a good butt, a great butt, they do, they, there's just something about that line because boys don't really, we're so covered. So they're kind of the sexiest version of underwear boys can really ever have in some, in like a very playful way. Um, And the sport aspect of it, like, I like that, Mm -hmm. but that's like. If we're going white, I like the white one to look kind of like that sporty cup vibe. You know what I'm talking about? That has like the ribbed in the front. Vintage feel. Yeah. And it's got like the thick. The thicker band. Yeah. The the bike athletic style. I just don't want no colors, please. Okay. Like, I don't want them to have (laughs) the Andrew Christian. God bless him. He's done more damage to the gay community than (laughs) than a lot of things. Okay. (laughs) 
Wow. More he did more damage to the gay community than, than Nancy Reagan, in my opinion. Oh, wow. Um, but the the truth is that like the colors and the textures are just not of God. Keep the jock trap simple. I like them. I don't like to wear them personalmente. Mm. I've got too much booty. There's too much overhang. Mm. So it doesn't it look right. It. Yeah, it doesn't cut it. Cuts it cuts in. And yeah. I think some people like that, but if and I don't find them that comfortable. I just prefer a thong or a brief. Yeah. Or boxer I, briefs, actually. Yeah, I like brief for sure. Over jock straps, but for a moment, a fantasizing moment. I, I love to wear them for other people. I like uh-huh. the way other people react to me wearing sure. them. Sure. Oh, I don't okay. Woman. Yeah, I don't like the way the ways well i have a calvin klein jockstrap that i like that I, that it, that feels very chic and very like but sometimes those like the jock jock straps the ones that like you know you see in the in the videos where people are sniffing um that <laughs> those make me feel like i am a little cupcake like <laughs> because i've got i've got just the cute little sides just dangling over you know and it's like <laughs> And I, and I don't think, and that's anyone. I feel like you could be the skinniest of skinny. Well, maybe not the skinniest of skinnies. Like, I don't think Timothy Chalamet is going to have any cupcake overhang, but do you know what I mean by cupcake overhang? Yeah, okay, I do. Yes. And, no, yeah. But again, that's also just go up in size. Yes, exactly. So that it lays flat <laughs> and not dig in. Yeah. Right, right. No, I've but, done but that. But even if you but do go up in size, I, right. the, 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 it can still cut in. That's with me. I don't go, care how big it can go. When you go up in size and it feels better on the waist, then it's baggy on the ass. Too, it's too loose. The, the bottom's trapped. So I guess pretty much jock straps are kind of an, a nuisance. An, I, I, a people nuisance, love them, though. Me. I think they're cool. I mean, I power to you. I prefer, You're, you're going to see me, Juan Torres Falcon, in a brief a boxer brief, which are, are newer to me. I like them now. Worth all. <laughs> mm. Work. Yeah. Not like a cotton boxer brief. You're talking like compression short boxer brief type. Like, yeah. 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 That's a okay. boxer brief. That would be a boxer. Got it. That, and even if it wasn't, that's what I'm telling you. That's what you should be wearing. No, no, no cotton boxer briefs. Unless it's oh, for I like see. The I love vibe. a cotton boxer. That's great. Baby, if you got a cotton boxer, come sit next to me. <laughs> mm. For sure. All right. Well, um, this next topic is from... Y- <laughs> yeah, thanks, Shoop or Hoop. <laughs> the next one is topic fake friends, and this comes from Young Hermoso. Fake hmm. friends, hmm. where my real bitches at? <laughs> well, I'll just say since we're all from Miami, we are all very well versed in the world of fake friends. Mm. I have so many fake friends, and I love fake friends. Yeah, I do because you know. There, it. I think when you grow up in Miami, you start to learn that a little bit of fakeness is okay, <clears throat> and hmm. as long as it's not malicious, as long as they're not, you know, literally out to get you, as long as they're not doing you dirty, that's another level of fake friend. But I think there's there's a there's a more playful fake friend, which is someone who you know, yeah. who you don't want to get to know that much better, but you <laughs> have to hang out with them for X, Y, Z, A, B, C, D, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P reasons. Yeah. So you just keep it cute and you keep mm-hmm. going and you smile and you laugh and you yeah. wave and you put on a big Colgate smile, you put on a Colgate smile mm-hmm. and you hit it. Hit it. My favorite is Kiki Palmer saying when she doesn't like someone, but like doesn't want to like be like, I don't like you. She's just, she'll see them at a party and be like, oh, hey, baby, let me get out your way real quick. (laughs) That is so, such a like sweet way to say, I do not want to speak to you. I always know who's a fake friend. I, uh, 
with how they address me when they're like, hi, okay. Johnny, how are you? I'm like, oh, the name. Oh, okay. my God. That happened to me this weekend. <laughs> Did it. By one of Juan and I's least favorite people in the world. He's <gasps> actually, we will not name him and we can X this out, but this person is literally known in the <laughs> community as like a B-I-T-C-H. Oh. And it is, it, it is, un, I just like don't understand how we all as a collective like have this opinion of him and he still to the heat one hasn't changed his tune and two every time he greets me it's hi ian and it's so condescending like who is it oh i thought i think we we're gonna say but close to no, it he's insufferable in many ways but he's he nice. very sweet in person he and is overly overly nice which it's yeah. like he doesn't he doesn't mean bad he means yeah. well mm-hmm. uh, anyway we're gonna just we can we can bleep that out right yeah we're have to talk about kensex <laughs> wait um another question <laughs> um, so so okay so what because you i think everyone when they has say the full idea name. of fake friend mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, what is your idea of a fake friend? Is it like a white lie of a friendship or is it someone that you like a frenemy vibe? Hmm. Well, there's more than one kind. There, there <laughs> so are, there's like the bitches out there. There's but the benign fake, there's the benign fake friend. Uh-huh. And then there's like stage four, mm. maybe mm-hmm. settle your affairs. Right. Right. You know, a malignant fake friend that is like, you know, really out to get you. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I think that we should all all also learn how to be better fake friends. <laughs> we will have easier lives if we are better at being a little bit fake. And that is the great lesson of living in Miami, of growing mm. up, having grown up in Miami. Because you can take that with you. If you, you can perform. By that? Because I, it's very hard for me to be fake with people. But you well, do it every day in some way, shape, or form. You're being I? Yeah. Yes, well, in some way. I think about it like this. I think about it like this. Mm-hmm. Being a fake friend is not about lying to someone. Mm-hmm. It's about the path of least resistance. Oh. And it's about what can you, like, sure, maybe you, and being a fake friend isn't also about, like, someone who you see all the time. It can be a fake person you're meeting for the first time today Mm. but like performing warmth (laughs) performing performing warmth can Uh be very helpful in your day-to-day life and it doesn't cost you much it really doesn't especially if you need something is what you're saying (laughs) (laughs) but you see but you're just performing niceness and then there's performing warmth there's it's nuanced Uh, it's warm there's 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 shades i stay warm so yeah but yeah i mean of course it's very tiring you don't want to be a you don't want to you know you don't want to be a fake friend all the time you don't want to have to do that but i think that it has a, a little bit of a overly negative connotation that there's there's a there's a good way to be a better way to be a fake friend. You know, I think we need to find that a new sense? term for it. It does. I think the term "fake friend" is kind of like uh, well, misleading. Fake, I wish we fake could change. And friend it. are feel so opposite from each other because mm-hmm. the lack of the friendship sh- usually means authenticity, and then fake means sure. fraudulent. So, like together, it's like, oh, how can you be fraudulent and authentic 
authentically fraudulent. But you know, I have had I have had some people who start off as fake friends, and you know, we meet so many people, and they start off. They we start off in that kind of like cosplay of like, hi, like you know, oh, I'm just gonna, can I get by you? Like, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Okay, always always go up yes. there. Hi. Yeah. Oh, it's so high. hi. And, hi. Hi. How and are then, you? Like after a few of those, right. then like there could be that possible moment where like we're clicking because mm. we haven't actually we don't care enough about each other to change how we're acting in front yeah. of each other at least i don't and mm-hmm. then that actually allows for some space to be yourself and then all of a sudden like you get a glimmer of who they are they get a glimmer of who you are and then you have this like weird connect and now all of a sudden that fake friend is your boyfriend someone <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're de- and then you get married and have children and then exactly <laughs> that'd be fun that's that's a fun story that would be fun that would be fun so how do you get out of a conversation with someone, a fake friend, perhaps with someone that you just don't want to be talking to? How do you get out of that? Mm, okay. Um, Are you going to role play it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, uh, okay. Hi, so Ian. How was so, how, hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Nice to see you. It's, um, remind me your name. We met, we met, didn't we met last week? I just, I want to remember your name. Daryl. Daryl. Oh my God. Yeah, yes, we've, yes, met, yes. we've At, met five times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Um, well, it was nice to see you. It was really nice to see you. Great party. Yeah. Great party. So great. Okay. Oh my God. You look great, by the way. I love what you're wearing. I fucking hate her. <laughs> okay. My turn. I love that you First had an off, out and then you came back in. Is what's funny well, to me. Johnny came you in had a, real you hot. Could, Johnny came in like this fake friend was upset. You know what I mean? I thought I we am. were going for more. Hey. Okay. Well, I was upset, yeah. bitch, when you were like, oh, um, what was your name again, bitch? Don't act like you don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, exactly. Bitch. That was a little aggressive. <laughs> yeah, I like, I listen, it was the first thing that popped in my head. Because I couldn't yeah. decide if I was liking you or not. <laughs> It's a fake friend. <coughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay me, Johnny, your me. turn. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> Hi, Johnny. Oh my God, how's it going? It's we, Hi, we met good. last week. How's it, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Oh, one second. I'm just. Gonna, I'll be right back. I'm gonna go to the bar and get a drink. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. Okay, be right sure. back. Uh, okay. That's that. Ooh, that was express, baby. That was the Concord. <laughs> New York to London in under four but hours. I just want to say two really- more. Two people that I, I say I'm going to the bar to get a drink. It's not always because I want to get away from you. It's because I actually want to get a drink. But that's the thing. You'll never know. That That is a technique. You'll it's exactly. Know. It's not the only way to do it, but it's a good way to do it. Yeah. 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 I, I, I think I have a, I think the way I would do it is just, a, it's a Wait, kind yeah, of a more Miami. <clears throat> it's more Miami. Okay. I'm going to do it as if I were a. Like very, a, very much a real house of Miami. Uh-huh. I'm going to do the extreme version of it mm-hmm. so that you kind of get more where the source materials from. Okay. Oh, okay. Juancito, como estas? Hi, Johnny. How are you? You look good. Everything good. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. You'll never believe it. Like all day today, it was just a crazy day. I was so busy. I was so busy. La suña, el pelo. I'm tired. I'm so tired. You know, I have to tell you, I saw your kids last week. They're so cute. They're mm. so cute. Oh, yeah, speaking of kids, I have to go find my kids because if not, they're all over, running all over the house. I'll be back. <laughs> wow, that is so... <laughs> 
accurate. That is so accurate. <laughs> like, because it's like over comp, like it's compliment, compliment, compliment. <laughs> let me get, let, let me get about your way really quick. I have to go and talk to Migdalia. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, but you know, fake friends, let's, let's hope. And you know, you can turn a fake friend, as Ian says, into a real friend. It's just about if you give a fake friend a chance, they can be a real one. Yeah. As long as they're not, you know, stealing money from you. <laughs> as long as they're not scamming you. As long as they're not mm-hmm. Yolanda Sand- Sandovaling you, honey. That was, that, they should be, that should be the That's name the of the documentary. Friend. Fake friend, the Yolanda Ooh. Saldiva documentary. <laughs> Baby, these Latino youths are going to kill that woman. They're going to beat her up. They're going to beat her when she gets out of prison. There's all these, like, these, like, little, these gangs of young Latino women that have their their stated purpose is to, is to, is to, exactly. (laughs) Is to, their stated purpose is to off. Take her out. Yolanda Saldivar. Series finale. Okay. This is time for another topic. Okay, what's next? Yeah. What's next? What's next? This is from Ale JG Perez. I'm assuming it's like Alejandro or yeah, it's Alejandro probably. Um, and it says, "Why did your previous relationships not work?" Uh, ooh, sorry. <laughs> Freudian. Um, who's going to go first? <laughs> your latest. Your latest, mm. I guess, yeah. The one that was featured in Fuck, Mary Kill. That yeah. relationship. Okay. I think mm. we should go um, in in the order of which they were dissolved. From, early, okay. from most recent to least recent. <laughs> John, you literally look like a demonio right now. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I go first? Okay, I'll go yeah. first. Uh-huh. <clears throat> I will tell you why my ex and I are no longer together. And he may tell you differently, but all I can tell you is what I think. At first, at the very beginning, I very much blamed um, another person. I blamed that he had kind of fled, left me to go to someone else. And I realized with time that, although that was in part the case, that was largely my ego. Um mm. Think blame, needing a reason outside of me to, for it has to be because of, why else would you know so you cling to this the other woman and you start to blame them and and you blame your ex for why did they do this and I realized that that's part of it sure but Jack just changed his mind I think he no longer we just had although we had a very similar value system Ultimately, our constitutions were written differently. Mm-hmm. And we just didn't have um, we just didn't have enough day-to-day joy, I think. Mm-hmm. Because we didn't have the the that, that that effervescence of like the playfulness anymore toward the end. We had got along great which is, I think, why we were able to masquerade in the relationship for a long time. Mm -hmm. We still get along great. We like the same things. But ultimately, we didn't like doing things together anymore. Mm. And when my my ex went to law school, I think he saw a new version of life. You know, he went to law school in Philadelphia and we stayed together. He saw a new version of what life could be. And, you know, I think the most... um, the most uh, damning read would be he saw his life of possibility and his magnificent 
salary and all the things that he would now be able to do and explore on his own without having a ball and chain. That's the most damning read. The most favorable read is he just saw himself as a single guy. Excuse me. As alive. And I saw him dead. (laughs) Exactly. He saw himself as a single guy again. He was able to taste singleness because he was living it. And I think he wanted to to continue to do that. Thanks for sharing that, Juani. What about you, Ian? But now I got a but now I got a great guy. Now I'm dating even someone better. I sound like Teresa Judice. <laughs> now I'm dating someone even better. Even better. That was not Teresa. Not better. <laughs> that was definitely someone from New Jersey. Oh my God. Um, well, wow. Why didn't it work with me and Chris? I huh, kind of like fe- uh, the, towards our, our last like few months, we um, started, we, we just like lost um kind of like what Juan said, like the joy I was getting really in my head around um, trusting whether or not uh, he was like really, like really was on my side and loving me. We, we had decided to kind of not do as much content together and then we weren't traveling as much and, and we just started kind of really drifting apart. And, and he said this once, he's like, I just feel like I'm, in a relationship with someone who's just my friend without the boyfriend aspect of it. Mm. And that was, I think a lot because I wasn't loving myself the way he loved me. Like I think he loved me way more and a lot more uh, easily than I was loving Mm. myself. I was just in a, I was in a place I was, I, I don't know. I, I, I was childish around not be, not even childish. I just had a really hard time communicating in real mm. time my needs and expressing the joy I felt towards him and not, um, I wasn't able to let go of, of, uh, of my own resentment to myself. So like I would hold on to things or feel, um, bad about not bringing something up and then that would weigh me down and then it would kitchen sink on top of that on top of that and it just kind of it gets it got too far for me to feel and i guess like ego for sure got in the way to i wish i could have just snapped out of it and um and been able to be like oh this is what i need from you like it's just this i'm scared i'm just feeling like this is a lot or whatever and you know but then at the same time there were moments where i felt like maybe we weren't always on the same page and then that was affecting how i saw our relationship because i was like wait i really love you and i love aspects of what we have with each other but then there are these moments where it feels like we're not on the same page around the way we want to spend time with each other. Like it felt like some work sometimes, like if it wasn't TikToking or doing what he wanted. And, you know, I, I, I always felt, and this was my own narrative that like, he didn't really like maybe doing what I had to offer. And then I stopped offering. I stopped even suggesting like, well, what if we go and do this or go on walks? Cause I started to get in my own head around, um, thinking it like second guessing my worth in the relationship. And that I think kind of, um, poisoned, poisoned mm. us for the last like five, five, four, five, four or five months. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. yeah. I mean, working together as you were and, yeah. and it was, it was a, you know, it was a lot. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> well, I feel, 
as though what the, the the question is why did your previous relationships not work and i think they oh. did they did work mm-hmm. they did work i the think all three of them worked yeah they did but i think we have to normalize they relationships <laughs> i think we have to normalize relationships not working after a while and i think or or the specific relationship not working after a while and i think that's what happened with me and my ex is that it no longer worked the way we were working it. So we decided oh instead of saying this isn't working, we would rework it, rejigger, you know, refinance, rebuild into a different, new, better location. So, you know, we scrapped the old restaurant, we got a new staff, and it's, you know, we have a better relationship (laughs) now than I think that we had before. And so that's why it's very hard for me to be like, that failed because it didn't. And I I don't think a lot of relationships failed. The only failed relationships I think exist are relationships that are hurtful to both people in them. And hurtful in the sense that like demeaning, toxic, bad relationships. But if if you're together with someone for six, seven years and you just change as people, that's very normal. And I think it's a net win for me because it's, you know, and especially because me and Will acknowledge how we've changed so much and how we've grown um, in our singledom and how we're so much more evolved in, in our own world. So I don't know. I think it didn't work the way it was, but I, I still think it works. I still think we have a great working relationship and I don't, you never know what the future holds, uh, you know, not saying like that as like a, maybe we'll get back together. I just mean that as a, you never know, you, you never know that maybe one day when you're 70 years old and you haven't spoken to Chris and you see him at a coffee shop and he's alone and you're like, Hey, what are you doing? And he's like, Oh, my husband died. And you're like, Oh, my husband died too. And then all of a sudden you're playing checkers every night and then you fall in love again. You know, it's just, yes. Love is a very complex and, and wonderful and interesting thing. So mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I, I'm like, yeah, they didn't work for then, but we're working on new things. Yes. Yeah. My grandma used to say, I think I may have said this earlier in the podcast, you know, my grandma used to say relationships end up one of two ways. Mm. You break up or you're together forever. It's one of the two, <laughs> you know, it's just, that's it. Yeah. So it's really, you know, that's what happens. So just because it ended doesn't mean that it was not a success. It might, our, my relationship did end. Mm-hmm. It's interesting how the prompt makes you just immediately default to like what went wrong but actually you know i i had eight great years with my ex and i said this before i'll say this again everyone deserves a man like my ex very Mm. few people get them very few people get them the with all we went through and everything i would recommend him (laughs) to anyone i would you know like (laughs) with flying colors the referrals would be good because i he he is a great man a great lover a great provider. He's just great. Mm-hmm. We just didn't work out anymore. And I don't want it anymore, but I can still acknowledge that it was a great eight years. Yeah. You know, my parents never spoke poorly of each other mm-hmm. after their divorce. And they never did. My mother especially never did. And I'm grateful to her for that because it really showed me that like you can, it's okay. The chapter ended. Look at what I got. 
you focused on, she's like, if I ever criticized my dad or anything, she was like, I got you look at our life, Mm. you know, all the things that we got out of it. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's really easy to look back with a lot of sadness, but there's a lot of good things that came out of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If, you know, if, uh, it, it would be funny if you did have to give a referral. Anytime you got in a new relationship, you had to give a referral. Oh like when you start so a new job hair. or when you get a new <laughs> new apartment, you have to get three referrals from past relationships. Wow. That's a really interesting thing to think about. Like what would <laughs> your referral what would <laughs> look, look like? like? Like what would he refer as me? Because I think that's the biggest thing too is coming out of relationships. You know, we think about the other person a lot, but at least for me, I've, I tend to be a little, um, like it was all me. It was all me, my fault, my fault, my fault, even Mm -hmm. though, you know, it's not, I didn't break up with him, but like, it was this kind of hap, it just happened. But like, and so, because I feel like I've been doing a year and a half, two years of penance, if I actually had the opportunity to hear what he has, like what his review would be, I Mm. bet let me speak to myself. If I was talking to a friend, I bet it would be nicer than I think it would, than I think. I bet it would be surprising. I I bet it would be things Mm. I couldn't even, you know, I I couldn't put into words because I'm so hyper-focused on what I want to fix or what I think, um, hurt him or what I think hurt us you know? So, um, I actually would like that. That would be a really nice, Mm. He's I, like, I three, would like that. three stars like, for it'll probably be very healing. Five stars for <laughs> my God exactly. Damn, <laughs> like a Yelp review. But, I mean, it's it's helpful to actually think about that because then you go, well, what what did I contribute to this? Like, what you know, to not be like, oh, this this is what I want to fix that I did wrong. It's like, okay, but what were the things you were doing right throughout the whole time? And you know, relationships just are very complex and everyone's doing the best they can. So mm-hmm. try to remember where you did hold space for the other person and maybe, you know, how good of a listener you were, or, you know, now I'm trying to think it's, it's like a nice way to kind of reframe your own, um, you know, uh, your, your own review of yourself, you know? Okay. I've got a good one. Okay. I've got a good one. Um, This is from Taylor from Nashville, Tennessee. I have been dating someone new and really like them, but our political views are completely opposite. Can Mm. such a relationship work in the long term? (sighs) I think it, I think there is so much space for disagreement in relationship with people. But I think where we get this like disconnect is when political also stands for human rights and correct racism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like politics is like the difference between, you know, uh, should we fund public schools more or less? That's a political Mm -hmm. disagreement. Um, And one could argue if you like go deeper and deeper, it is a human rights issue as well. But I think, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's hard because everything is so politicized. Everything is politicized. Getting a vaccine for sickness is politicized. So it's very hard to these days, like, uh, pull those things apart of like, oh, we can disagree on, you know, the housing crisis or immigration or, you know, and not it be, I think it's about, yeah, I think it's possible. I just think some, you you really have to know where the person's argument is coming from because, and that's why I always love asking questions like, why do you feel that way? Because then you really get to the, the, the bone 
of why it the is the heart of the matter. The heart of the matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think. I mean, I, I, <laughs> go ahead. I was just going to say, Please. I think that's the question. The question kind of has a bit of an answer in it, which is like, they're not talking short term, they're talking like long term really makes me go, okay, like I want more context around it. it I think it depends on your relationship. Um, but that's a really interesting thing is like, how did you meet? Here's the thing. My thing is if if you're already into each other and there's a relationship starting and then you're finding out as you're getting to know that this person shares different political views than you, then like you either get to choose, oh, this, this is something I really, um, this means a lot to me. Like uh, either it's a part of my identity, maybe not so consciously, but like if it just means a lot to you and you're just like, oh, I could never Mm -hmm. be with someone who, you know, point blank, is just on this side um, because it's so opposite of me, you would know to kind of make a, the decision is kind of easy to make. But if you're in a place where you're not sure, then that tells me I'm assuming here that like you are asking because you are trying to figure it out. So I, I'm a big believer in like, be as curious as possible, ask the questions and like, maybe don't let this one part of this other person be the reason why you don't maybe you know learn or experience more of them you know what i mean like there's Mm. a thousand other things they have to offer besides just what they believe politically but then also in the in the sharing of you being the change be the change you want to you want to see in the world like you could also learn from them something they might learn from you and it it may not actually be an issue. It could, it could, it could be a thing that brings you closer. Maybe that's too Pollyanna of me. Um, but that I think like at least puts it in this place kind of active and, um, curious, you know, Mm -hmm. that's a nice perspective because uh, my guts tends to lean to (laughs) no. I'm just, I'm, Maybe it's my, maybe it's the jaded journalist in me. Mm -hmm. I just know what politics do to a person. Mm -hmm. Um, it's interesting because you know in in life all we're doing is like the 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 right in America is like no labels. Why do we got to label everything? Mm-hmm. And they're no one is more obsessed with labels than the conservative right. right. Um, and part of labeling sorting is your political viewpoint view your viewpoints. And I'm I uh, no one gets along. I can get along with anyone. <laughs> I really could. That's why I'm not saying that I can, I want to marry them. I mean, I can be fake to them and get along with them and perform niceness and make them think that I'm down with them. I can do that with anyone. And so I know what it's like to talk to someone who's on the political, you know, on the political uh, opposite side of the political spectrum. But, and I can do that. And I am genuinely always interested in what people have to say. But one thing is dealing with your partner's crazy uncle. Mm Mm-hmm. And one thing is dealing with your crazy partner. partner yeah. Uh, I just, I know what politics does and people cling to these labels and it's very difficult. If there are, there are some um, political viewpoints and mm-hmm. takes mm-hmm. that are so hard to shed. Mm-hmm. You know, there are just some that are just never going to completely go away. And I, with all the dick out there, Taylor, 
<laughs> maybe just try to find someone who's more closely aligned to you. Yeah. I, I agree with Ian. I think that there is, you want to bend and learn and grow. You do, but you, uh, it's kind of, I'm taking like a little bit of Ian and a little bit of Johnny's here, mm-hmm. but there are certain thresholds that yeah, yeah. this person, and there's certain realities, there's certain thresholds that this person needs to meet. They need to believe that X, whatever it is for you, Taylor, mm-hmm. if it means that abortion should be completely, uh, illegal in all 50 states under every circumstance and you better find someone who is extremely conservative and agrees with you mm-hmm. because you're going to have a not fun you know i always say relationships are about the holidays you're going to have a lot of unfun thanksgivings and a lot of Ooh. fun easter sundays and a lot of unfun fourth of july's if every political and every political every election season you and your partner have compl- these just there are you're on two sides of this on two sides of another mountain and to climb that all the time, I think it's going to get very tiring. Yeah. Not to say that you can't, you know, you want to meet with someone and you want to bend to them and you want to grow with someone, but there are certain things where you do have to draw the line. Tay Tay. That was from Taylor Swift, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for writing oh in. <laughs> where are we? I hold on, you, hold on. I, 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 I hear that as well. I'd rather disagree about who is the, 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 the singing diva, of the decade rather than who if you know trans people deserve rights i'm sorry correct That's yes. those are those are those are different things Both you know listen know. my ex <laughs> at the very beginning of our time together my ex didn't like mariah carey and it was red flaggy but i thought maybe it was a little bit cute but mariah carey is so important to me yeah. that like my belief in mariah carey is so deep and yeah. so uh, tested that like you can't really s- I don't fight with people who don't like Mariah Carey it's yeah. not worth it like I don't fight with dumb people <laughs> <Got> it. <laughs> it. right yeah I don't fight with people who like that's a dumb that he didn't like her he just like didn't get it oh, he thought he okay. shouldn't sing anymore he just didn't know enough Interesting. okay and I was like, I can show him what this is. You know what I mean? That I'll we can grow him. from. I can fix him. Just like Belle. I'll fix him. Um, okay. Finding your place I in agree. a gay community without alcohol or sports. Gay nights. Sequence. Also, celebrity. Like, they mean uh, like without sports leagues? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay. Because like I think the the, the easy answer to that and i've definitely doled this out i actually doled this out recently oh. to someone that Ian and i know i was like baby you just gotta join a gay sports league <laughs> oh yeah 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 that's what you need to do you need to get moving yeah. with the boys you want to yeah. meet boys you need boys mm-hmm. when you are in a in a smaller town a smaller place the 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 watering hole for meeting queer people is usually the bar is usually a bar yeah. that's the number one and the second place is the easy answer is a dodgeball league mm-hmm. or something like that and if mm. you're not interested in that it's tough yeah um the other easy take that i would suggest it's it's low-hanging fruit i'm not reinventing the wheel here but obviously volunteering can be great mm. so do something active with you know a, your local lgbtq center or you know um uh, and uh, you know an AIDS charity something that has some kind of fun events mm-hmm. like a race or a big gala fundraiser that there's activities leading up to it Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean there's like committees and planning mm-hmm. committees so that there's repeat interactions mm-hmm. I, I've always found that that's the way to get to, you know and that's why like when you rehearse a play you become friends with people because you're with them 
all the, all time. the time. But then you do social things after all Some the time. time. Right. Sometimes, but all Sometimes. the time. Those, th- those would be my suggestions. Um, hmm. I think it it's not really just a gay or queer community, like specific thing finding it hard to find friends. I feel it's just, it's just a human thing. And I feel the more that we are on our devices, the more that we are enveloped in like another world that is not the present one, the the one that's not like that you can't touch, feel, smell, taste. um, It makes it more difficult to connect with people. And I think, you know, just being in spaces and looking at people in the eye and saying hello um, is a great start. I know that sounds super simple Mm. and silly, but like, you know, friends are not just like, there are people that will just approach you and be like, Hey, but a lot of times you have to like, you have to put in the work of like, asking people questions compliment like oh my god i love your boots where'd you get them you know when i when i moved to new york i was told by a new yorker honey you're gonna have to say something or you're gonna like no one's gonna invite you anywhere and i remember Mm. you know using that as like a oh shit like he's like every time i see you at a party you're in a corner like you know just looking around and it was because i was just i was afraid new yorkers are fucking scary especially new york gays like not very warm at the, at the front, at the, at the, at the, you know, so it's scary, but I just, I started using this thing where I would, you know, compliment people's something about them. And, and I, and I still Mm -hmm. do that. And it's, it's genuine because I, I do like find something on someone that I'm like, I love this sweater and I love this sweater turns into conversation, turns into maybe not a friendship right then and there, but you see them out, you say, Oh, I saw you at the grocery store. You know, um, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's, it's about putting yourself at risk of not finding exactly what you want in the moment. You know, um, because like friendships are not just built like, like this, you know, they take time and and effort and, um, alcohol definitely helps a lot of people get out of that comfort zone to be like, you know, more, um, anyway, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say, I would say sports leagues are really great. A lot of people don't like sports, but I, I think, I think also queer people should reclaim sports for themselves too. Like, because I grew up not liking it because I was scared of being called the F word or, you know, being singled out. But now as I've gotten older, I, you know, I think it's, I think sports are great. I think they're like, like a game night, like Ian said, like you just have to try. And and also like being friend with, bring friends with one person can also mean that you could be opened up to a lot of other different cool people. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, I was. Yeah. I'm gonna jump in on that because I was just thinking about there are those moments when I, and I'm sure listeners, you have those friends who, it's 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 even more than just they light up when they see you and you light up when when you see them. But there's this kind of energy that happens when you're together. When sometimes I'm with my when I'm with Juan, when I'm with Johnny, when I'm with my friend Joey, with my friend Andrew. There's this way that like we're so interested in each other that people find us so interesting Mm -hmm. sitting at a bar we're making friends with the bartender Mm. quicker than you could ever imagine and all of a sudden i met addison at you know and she's like but i go by addy and like now we've got this shorthand and there's that energy that kinetic energy that happens depending on who you're with and then i end up actually meeting people because people are attracted to our um like our light and so like warmth our warmth. Exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, 
that's and that's just like going out to dinner and all of and and or going into stores and talking to people and you know really having conversation and kind of like leaving your mark with everyone you you meet um and uh i think was it this year johnny that you and i we were invited to one of johnny's friends had a birthday celebration and he did a he did like a a game uh what was it called um devin's oh, games uh dev games it, yeah it was yeah but yeah. it was like uh field day uh, Field day, field day. And I know it's like in sports world, but it wasn't like a league, but it was this birthday celebration and we literally could not stop talking about it for a week Mm -hmm. because we were so like, that was so much fun. And, you know, it brought out like competition. It brought out um, camaraderie, like teamwork and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, your own athleticism. And it it made you have to like think and be strategic. And, you know, it wasn't all gays. It was like other girls and Mm -hmm. and (laughs) other girls, but like it was like a bunch (laughs) of us and it was so amazing and so nice. And so I think if we I like having friends who do that. I like having friends who, you know, we set up standings on the weekend. I have a Gilded Age group that I watch the Gilded Age with every Sunday um, at my friend Robin Dan's. And it is what we look forward to because I don't really have Sunday scaries as much. I mean, now that it's winter and it turns to like, you know, bleak dark at 5 p.m., I'm like, eh. But it's so nice to have this moment where we all connect and we're like watching a show and we eat food and we talk about our week and we just kind of like shoot the shit and it feels so nice, you know, and that's like a version of it. And then we also have like a cooking night that we do, which is like Wednesday, Thursdays and the game is involved and sure there's alcohol, but it's not, it's not, um, the, the evening is not dependent on the alcohol being there. You know, it's just like, we're having a glass of wine or whatever. Um, yeah. I mean, that's an interesting point too, is that like you, as you're saying, like, obviously making friends is being friendly, Mm -hmm. right? So to Ian's point, like when you go out, be the, my day of my word of the day, warm, be warm and approachable, ask people questions, you know, to Johnny, when you, you have to, you have to, you have to tend that garden, obviously. And then once you've tended a little bit, you need to start being the, the juggernaut, the entertainment juggernaut. Right. So like you need to plan that non sports, non alcohol centered night. Correct. Mm-hmm. Like I you feel know, like, like people like should you, teach the gilding, should, the gilded sorry, age. I think people should treat f- fr- like looking for friends the way they treat looking for a partner. You have it's a, you can't just show up to a friend's house and not have anything to bring to the table. And I don't mean like a bottle of wine or, you know, a a a, a nosh. I mean a conversation. I, I mean, you, if you sh- yeah. showed up at a date, just sitting there, you would not get asked out again. So I mm, feel, you, you know, and, and that does that's not just New York. I mean, or New York or, uh, some the great state of Ohio, like it doesn't matter where you are. You have to put yourself out there and that's easier. That's easier said than done. But guess what? The, the internet exists for a wonderful way to watch YouTube videos of conversation yeah. starters, icebreakers. And I know it sounds corny, but those things do so work. True. If you implement them, they work. And if you want to connect, you will with someone. Um, and I also, I have and to say, who- if you're looking to go and meet gay friends based on 
attraction, attraction to these people, that is always going to lead you astray. Because I know people that are like, you know, I'm attracted to this Tell group. More I want to hang this. out with this group. They're really pretty. They're like, you know, those gays. Um, like I had a friend when I first moved to New York, he's like, we got to hang out with these people. They're like the, the fancy gays or like the hot gays or whatever. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> well, it's just, it depends on how you're trying to, if you want these genuine connections, you can have them. If you want surface connections, you can have those too, but they're not really going to be fulfilling. And I feel like a lot of times people are like, it's really hard to find friends. And I'm like, but how are you looking for those friends? And what do you want out of those friends? You have to ask yourself those questions first before you go out into the world. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, exactly. You know? So. Yes. And and no, and, and to your point, the fact that, you know, when you are, if you need a way to talk to people, just talk to them about them. Exactly. Ask them questions. Mm, yeah. Everyone wants to feel like Lucille Ball. You know what I mean? <laughs> Make them feel like the biggest star in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And once they'll feel like that, they'll know that you're in- in- interested. And once you know something about someone, that's how you build a friendship. You have to know a lot about them. Mm-hmm. Can I just share something really tangential mm-hmm. before we move on? The Botox just started working. Oh. Like, as we're in this conversation, look at my forehead, okay? Oh, she, oh, <laughs> uh-huh. There we go. So are you- There's still a little bit moving here. Yeah. Can you, but, could you feel it even if you couldn't see it? Like, could can you feel when it's working? Well, you, you, you start to feel that it's not moving. Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, but it just happened. <clears throat> wow. But- what, wait, what is his name? I'm happy for you. Uh, who sent his name? Who said his name? Uh, Austin? Hold on. I said his name. Um, uh, Andy Glickman. Andy Glickman. Well, Andy, we love you. You'll, al- you'll always be a friend of the pod at the very least. Exactly. Yes. You'll start out fake, but you may get yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. And you're in our community now, baby. <laughs> you are, baby. Okay. You're the cinnamon on our tres leches. I feel like we have room for one more. Yeah, we do. Who wants to who wants to take it? Let's see. Hold on. Tiki tiki ta tiki ta tika. Um I love that one person's um topic was me. Talk about me. Um Yeah, Elliot. <laughs> we could talk about him. I don't know who that is. Um <laughs> Oh, I mean, we brought this up earlier, but um, ooh, does do we as LGBT here? Huh. We could talk about interesting. Actually, we could talk about Tate McRae. Um, I don't know much about her, but I was gonna go because I am curious, like what you guys think about this. But we have a question from okay, this one I might need help with. Um. Mig Monoceros or Mig Mono Seros. Um, and he's asked, or they've asked, do we as LGBTQ plus perpetuate the stereotypes that get played up in movies? And hmm. I think, I don't know that if we like, I don't know if it's this conscious thing. I don't think there's like a decision mm. happening, but we just are who we are and it's a generalization i think there are specific people and groups and different kind of i I think it really just depends it's it's Uh uh-huh i um, i would say that mm -hmm. i'll say quickly that the issue is really not about being portrayed as 
a stereotype. The issue is that there are not enough different stereotypes portrayed. <laughs> the everyone is a stereotype. Julie Roberts is a stereotype of of what she's doing of that white girl thing. That's that. That's a that. You know, it's a caricature of that. Yeah. Um, we just want to be able to. We want the over the top Latino femme queen, and we want the vulnerable goth you know, trans king to also be able to be themselves and be real on screen that we want a, a lot of different people instead of just one slice of what people th- think queer people yes. should and act and talk like to be represented. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah just yeah, like yeah. we want more stereotypes. Yeah, exactly. More <laughs> more stereotypes to have more opportunities, yeah. you know, more colors. And I'm, I'm using stereotype yeah. obviously in a, in, in a cheeky way. Right. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think we don't play up what's in the movies. The movies play up what they see in our world. So, like, I'll read a lot of times on, like, breakdowns that I get. Uh, character, think Bowen Yang. Think Billy Porter. Think blah, blah, blah. So, what happens is you see success. You see a su- successful gay, which I love. Mm-hmm. And some of these writers who are not queer, I'll just say that who are not Mm -hmm. queer will see what's working out in the world and they'll want to recreate that in their own way. I remember I, um, I interviewed for this show on Netflix and they, they had their, they had their categories. They wanted a Jonathan Van Ness. They, you know, they wanted, uh, an Mm -hmm. Anthony. They wanted a, because they, it's, 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 it's when these people produce projects, they see what works and they want to reproduce it in their own way. Now, those people are real people. They exist. Billy Porter is, is Billy Porter. Uh, Mm -hmm. Bowen Yang is Bowen Yang. Jonathan Van Ness is Jonathan Van Ness. And, if we keep creating this, those same characters, then that creates this idea that we're all the same way and we're not, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and that's the thing, like, like Juan was saying, those are beautiful people. Those are beautiful characters, but it's not that we're perpetuating. It's that the people that are putting these shows and movies out there are perpetuating the same person or the same kind of, you know, and that's the same thing with with a lot of marginalized groups. You know, you have, you know, oh, we need our own this. Mm, you know, mm-hmm. or even even when Vi- yes. when they tell Viola Davis, "You're the Black Meryl Streep," she's like, "No, I'm Viola Davis," because she is. You know, so I think I think stereotypes are also like I love reading you know memes that are like non-binary people be like you know because. <laughs> Also, that's really fun because it's new in the sense that like non-binary people are being represented in a new way. So there's an opportunity for a stereotype to exist, you know? Exactly. Um, So like you were saying, like more, more people means more stereotypes means more, you know, you can connect with someone somewhere. Um, Mm -hmm. So I am really happy that we at least are having that I could, I could give you three names of three queer people that are very much out proud and uh you know doing the damn thing um but yeah i don't know if we perpetuate i think they they take what they see and they do their thing with it mm-hmm. you know yeah i i hate policing 
how people behave, yeah, you know, like they're to this, they're to that. I mean, and that's why that's the only thing they see of us. Like and when people, it's like when people say gay men, all they care, all they go on vacation, all they do is drink and take their shirts off. And it's like, okay, yeah, they do. So that's what they what? do. Yeah. So what? So, and, and yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that's the thing. You, you have to roll ma. <laughs> you have to Sorry. you if you have shame around that as a gay man like if i go out and i'm like on the circuit and i'm doing the things if i have shame about what i'm doing hearing someone say all gays do is gonna bother me but if i'm like this is what i do this is what i love like i work really hard to go to these things and do these things i'm not gonna worry about it but if you have any yeah. kind of shame built in around uh, like femininity uh presentation like it's going to affect you in a different way yeah yeah especially with, uh, and obviously that criticism of like what i'm saying is um, from other queer people mm -hmm. like if, when a gay cis man is like oh my god all they see of us is this this and this and like well there are there are a lot of queer assistants in real life who act like that <laughs> that's why there are a lot of there are literally a lot of hairdressers who speak exactly like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's why that's why it's a thing. It's like many years Dane Cook. I mean, who we who has even said the name Dane Cook in a decade? But Dane Cook um, <laughs> uh, is doing his stand up and he says a joke, and someone in the audience goes, "Ah, that's so true, so true." And he goes, "That's why it's funny because it's so true." Right. I mean, you know, that's it. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, yeah. But everyone's trying to be a Johnny Sibylian and Ian Patrick. <laughs> They're all trying to do it. Falcon, honey. Uh -huh. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> my isms are easy. <laughs> Your stereotypes are mm -hmm. easy. Is that what you said? Oh my God. Yes. I want to read a breakdown yeah, yeah. that says, think Juan Torres Falcon. <laughs> I want to like. Oh I want to see what that audition process is going to look like. If someone uses your name to say, think this person, I want to see who's on the list of casting choices. All right, and on that note, I think we are out of milk. I think the carton is empty. Dunk, 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 dunk. <laughs> empty, baby. I, we got to go back. I hope you to the store. I hope you're, you know, you're quenched. You know, I hope we we got you. I hope so. You got you enough milk for for the day. Um, <laughs> thank exactly. you guys so go to much. Our Amazon page, buy things. Yeah, buy things. <laughs> okay. Buy what we like. Um, until oh, next yeah. time, we love you so much. <sighs> Please enjoy your week and be kind to people. If not, be fake. <laughs> <laughs> See what it does. Bye. 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 <laughs>